Hello, and welcome to This Week Explained. I am Tiana. And I'm Kervin. And today we will be discussing the big geopolitical events of the week. But first, we just want to continue to let everybody know that we are on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Oakwind Analytics on both of those social media sites. And also, if you haven't already, please consider giving us a rate and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Now we've got that boring stuff out of the way. What is on your radar for this week? (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot to get into focusing mainly on uh, Eastern Europe and Russia, obviously. Yeah. So we're going to give the standard Russia-Ukraine update. Of course. Um, We've got Ukrainians fleeing Mariupol. Um, Slovakia still wants to purchase Russian fuel. Uh, There's an update on uh, Brittany Griner, who's a WNBA uh, all-star, one of the top names in the WNBA who was arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, The U.S. has now classified that as an unlawful detention, and we'll get into what that means. Oh, okay. Uh, Then we go to uh, how Russia and Belarus are working to form a Soviet Union state. Of course they are. While that's going on, the CIA publicly recruits Russians to inform on Russia. (laughs) (laughs) The the breakaway country of Transnistria has ordered a general mobilization. We've got China and Iran who are strengthening their relations. Mm Mm-hmm. While that's going on, North Korea is launching ballistic missiles. This is a good week. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been busy. Um, Yeah. The Human Rights Watch released a report describing atrocities in the Central African Republic, also known as CAR for short. Okay, okay. And then this week's Histories Mysteries, I hope you didn't look ahead. I didn't. it's, It's a secret, and this is called, I call this the secret kitchen. He calls it the secret kitchen, so it's not actually a secret kitchen. It's not actually a secret or a kitchen. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for throwing that little curveball there. No, I did not. I, I did not read ahead, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started because we have a lot to cover today. Um, the war in Ukraine is continuing. Obviously, do you have an update there? Well, obviously, you have an update. So yes. Update so. Uh, <laughs> Russia is continuing their attack on the eastern portions of Ukraine with mm-hmm. missiles and gunfire. Uh, Russia plans to annex much of eastern Ukraine later this month, and the uh, Mariupol steel mill, that's the city's last stronghold of resistance, uh, came under renewed assault this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Russia is planning to hold referendums in the uh, Donetsk and Luhansk regions that they hope would appear to be of democratic or electoral legitimacy uh, and thus attach those areas to Russia. Now, in uh, Kherson, Russia plans a vote of independence that would actually create a pro-Moscow People's Republic in that city. Hmm. And, And these are all the steps Russia believes need to be in place by May 9th, and that's next week. Why? What's happening on May 9th? So uh, May 9th is known as Victory Day in Russia, mm-hmm. and the day commemorates the country's defeat of the Nazis in 1945. Right. Uh, it's long been believed by me and other analysts that Putin would leverage the propaganda value of the day to announce either a military achievement in Ukraine, a major escalation of hostilities, or both of those. Which announcement is announcement? Which announcement is set to be made? Achievement, escalation, or both? 
Well, Russian President Vladimir Putin most desires an announcement of significant military victories. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's going to have to announce an escalation to the quote unquote military operation in Ukraine. Right. Uh, that could lead to more civilian deaths and Russian war crimes in the region. Well, what do you believe the statement to the Russian people will entail? So I can see Putin announcing the annexing of Luhansk and Donetsk in eastern Ukraine uh, Mm -hmm. and and that troops will begin making a major push for Odessa in the south Mm -hmm. while declaring full control over the southern port city of Mariupol. Well, how would that announcement affect Ukraine? So if the push east is successful for Russia and they're able to claim those previously stated victories, Mm -hmm. it's going to damage the morale of Ukrainian troops who up to this point have fought valiantly during the entirety of this war. Okay, so how are things going on in Mariupol? Well, uh, this week a safety corridor was established to remove Mm -hmm. civilians from the besieged town, and hundreds of Ukrainians arrived in the much safer city of Zaporizhia. And I have had to listen to that a hundred times to try to pronounce it. Um, That's the closest I'm going to get. But many, (laughs) many evacuees have appeared uh, in the city dazed, exhausted, pale, and thin after living on minimal food and water and not seeing light from the sun or otherwise for weeks. Oh, my gosh. I'm happy to hear that they safely departed the area since Russia has had no problem bombing areas where civilians have gathered for safety. Yeah, it was a bit of good news during the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure every individual was skeptical and quite honestly scared during the entire bus ride to Zap City, which is what I'm calling the city because I'm if not going to try to pronounce it again. <laughs> Smart. Good call. <laughs> With the safe passage confirmed, are there more sanctions against Russia being discussed? So the European Commission is on let's see, round six of sanctions against Russia. Mm-hmm. But in a twist, Slovakia has asked to be exempt from sanctions that would place a ban on the purchase of oil from Russia. Can you expound a little bit more on why Slovakia wants an exemption? Sure. Slovakia gets nearly all of its imported crude oil from Russia via a Soviet-era Druzba pipeline. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the country had said it has reserves for only 120 days. Oh. So the Slovak ministry said processing of different types of oil would not be possible in a timely manner, and that a switch of technology was difficult financially as well, as it's also time-consuming for them. Yeah. So the Slovak ministry also said the country is already aiding Ukraine with fuel supplies, and that has also depleted its already low reserves. Well, now with that added context, it seems Slovakia is in a no-win situation. Um, Speaking of evolving information, what is the latest on the detaining of WNBA star Brittany Griner? Yeah, uh, Griner, who plays for a Russian team during the WNBA Mm offseason, was arrested in February while entering the country. Uh, Russian prosecutors said she illegally brought vape cartridges containing hashish oil. I get those are illegal, but oh no, not hashish oil. Like, you know, there's so many other things that could have been brought into the country that are way worse. But okay. Anyways, why is this such a major story? 
It's because Russia has a history of anti-LGBTQ policies as well as poor race relations within the country. Hey, don't tell that to Ksenia because she would not agree with you. Yeah, that's that's very true. But she would not <laughs> but we agree know, with you at all. We know the truth. Yeah. And so Griner is a black lesbian. And oh. the fear, fear is <laughs> that she will be used as a political pawn to help Russia gain a strategic advantage during oh its gosh. war in Ukraine. That, I mean, that makes sense that they would do that. I mean, that's really sad that she's in that position right now and she's being used as a pawn, but. Yeah. And there's so uh, many layers to this uh, yeah. that we just can't even get into. So did she indeed have the illegal vape cartridges? Uh, many analysts believe mm-hmm. it's highly unlikely she would arrive at the airport with uh, illegal hashish oil. She's yeah. been playing in Russia for numerous years without incident. Yeah, it doesn't make sense why all of a sudden she'd be like, I'm just gonna bring this stuff. I mean, she's aware of the country that she's in and how, like, socially... Yeah, this ain't her first rodeo. Yeah, she knows. She, that's just convenient that all of a sudden, you know, right before they invade ukraine or maybe it was right after i can't remember but she got arrested around the same time period right yes she did that long Uh, that seems sketchy to me but so does that mean well are you skeptical about i mean uh you know how i always go see both sides of it so yeah people do make mistakes yeah she may Uh, have not known it was in there yeah too Sometimes those mistakes can either be overlooked by a government or in this case, an individual can be used as as an example. Yeah. Um, In this case, whether she had the substance or not, it's obvious to me she's being used as an example. Absolutely. Um, Can you explain what this new distinction means for her case? Uh, This... So this might be the boring part of the podcast because Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss a bunch of government and legal speak, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. So this change in designation means that the U.S. government will not wait for her case to play out through the Russian legal system. They will, in fact, seek to negotiate her return. Uh, Griner's friends and family were told that former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Bill Richardson, who Mm -hmm. has previously worked as an international hostage negotiator, agreed to work on her case. Oh, good. Um, Griner actually has not been formally charged but she's going to have a hearing on, of all days, May 19th. Hey, I like that day. It's a good for, day. Yeah, for charges and pleas to be discussed in court. Okay. Well, all right. We will be awaiting an update on her situation later on this month. Um, staying in Eastern Europe, how are Belarus and Russia working together to create a Soviet Union state? So Belarus state-owned news agency reported mm-hmm. that Belarusian President Le- uh, Lukashenko mm-hmm. met with governor of Russia's Voronezh Oblast in in Minsk this or in Minsk this <laughs> week, uh, where the two discussed their interest in further developing the cooperation between Belarus and Russia. Who now that collaboration between the two nations is not anything new, as mm-hmm. the idea of a union state originated back in 1996, but has taken shape this year. Uh, oh. Or uh, it took shape a year after 96. So, so in 90, 97. 97, <laughs> yes. Now, that's when the two countries signed a treaty that certified cooperation and integration between the two countries. What would be the goal of this union state? 
the true goal would be to solidify Russia's control over leaders in the region. Um, Belarus's president has been in power since 1994 and owes his entire presidency to Russian influence in the region. Hmm. Now, after years of pushing back against creating a Soviet-led Union state, uh, President Lushenko is between a rock and a hard place. So he's got, he can support Russia and face sanctions or withhold support of Russia and face a hostile takeover of the government of Belarus. So it really is a lose-lose situation. Well, I guess the moral of the story is to be careful about who you align yourself with. <laughs> like maybe he, should, maybe he shouldn't have been so pro-Russia from the start. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. And, and some other people. That's and another. Other- that's another show. What some other people <laughs> calling out oh, other oh, people? Oh, 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 okay, okay. So I, got, I thought you were saying me, and I'm like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of alignments, let's discuss the CIA's recruitment of Russians to pass on intelligence. That seems yeah, so um, this is a, to me, it's a very interesting. It's story. wild that they're doing it publicly. Like, yeah. So the the agency, the agency in question is the CIA. The CIA used its official Instagram account, which is not private. Yeah. Shame on you guys. For shame. To post instructions in Russian (gasps) on how to make secure contact with the CIA. So the official post said it was targeting, quote, those who feel compelled by the Russian government's unjust war. Oh, okay. Now, the CIA's post offered some actually great information for our listeners or anyone else looking to speak out safely. Yeah. So they meant, uh, they mentioned accessing the secure browser Tor, uh, but cautioned individuals to refrain from using their personal or work computer and should instead use an internet connection or computer not associated with their ad- identity. Can you provide a quick explanation for what Tor is for? Yeah, TOR is the acronym for, uh, it's an acronym that says The Onion Router. The Onion Router. Yes, it's a secure internet browser that hides a user's data from anyone performing network surveillance or traffic analysis. So the use uh, use of TOR makes it more difficult to trace a user's internet activity. Mm-hmm. which is why the CIA was informing individuals on its use as Russian assets will obviously be looking for the individuals obviously. leaking Russian secrets. Yeah, absolutely. It's not perfect, uh, but yeah. it is a good solution for staying private while online, Yeah, um, especially when communicating potential damning evidence of Russian <laughs> troop movements or even war crimes. Well, I guess you should link that information on tour in the show notes for anyone looking to stay private. Yeah, I certainly will do that. And um, if there are any questions from the listeners on how to remain as secure as possible while online, please email us. We'll explain all the avenues of security that you can take. Okay, thank you for that. Um, Let's stay in the region and talk Transnistria. What is going on in that breakaway state? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. So the breakaway region of Transnistria has mm-hmm. ordered the mobilization of all adult males following several reports of explosions late last week. Now this week, an explosion was reported at the building of the Transnistrian Secret Service. That was by a grenade launcher, even after Russian authorities stated there was no threat to the region. Mm-hmm. Now, the separatist regime in that uh, breakaway country mm-hmm. blamed Ukraine for the attacks. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. But the Ukrainian defense ministry said the explosion was a false flag operation done by the Russian Secret Service. And now that I'm talking about it, I th- I'm pretty sure we talked about this on a previous episode that there mm-hmm. will be. Uh, before Moldova is invaded, there Moldova. is go- oh, sorry, Moldova. Thank you, Tiana. <laughs> there will be a false flag operation in Transnistria. Uh, I think you did mention that as well. We'll have to go like, back, and then I can I can put post that on yeah, social media. So follow us did. on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Russians uh, maintain about sixteen hundred troops in that country, and mm-hmm. there are reports that they will continue to use the region to stage troops for a follow-on invasion of Moldova. I mean, that makes sense. They are pro-Russian. Why wouldn't they be a hub? Yes. You know, um, we'll keep track of that as things escalate in those border regions. Um, What is the update on Iran and China's relations? Well, China and Iran have agreed to expand their military cooperation following a visit by Chinese Defense Minister Wei Feng who arrived in Tehran this week. Hmm. Uh, The the two countries attacked the United States as reasoning behind their need for enhancing already robust relations between the two countries. One statement read, there's a quote, wherever the U.S. has had a military presence, it has created waves of insecurity, instability, rifts, pessimism, war, destruction, and displacement. Hmm. Last year... China and Iran signed a 25-year cooperation agreement aimed at strengthening economic and political relations. And as well, uh, China is one of the early signers of the Iran nuclear deal, uh, which is still awaiting approval after the U.S. withdrew from the accord in 2018. Thanks, Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Could this embolden Putin to continue his invasion plans? Uh, It could. But so far, China's playing it safe in calling out their, they call out the United States, mm-hmm. but they're not overtly supporting the Russian military operation in Ukraine. Well, speaking of military operations, what is North Korea up to? Well, North Korea fired a ballistic missile into the waters off its east coast this week. Okay. Uh, the missile is estimated by Japanese forces to have flown a maximum altitude of about 800 kilometers over a distance of about 500 kilometers before falling into the sea outside of Japan's exclusive economic zone. Was that the plan for it to kind of burn fizzle out that No fast? one really knows the okay. plans of North Korea. Um, yeah, I think he just does things. He just does it and hopes it he succeeds. Just does it and more often than not, it doesn't, yeah. which I'm thankful for in yes. these times. <laughs> and, and as well, it's the first launch uh, mm-hmm. since North Korean leader Kim Jong-un announced the country would ramp up missile tests in military operations in the Asia-Pacific region. Mm. 
Also, this is already the 13th missile launch of the year. Uh, by contrast, last year, North Korea fired eight missile tests in all of 2021. Wow. But well, I think I think they're getting they're getting more confident because everyone who hates the USA is currently kind of being cocky. Yeah, and still hating the U.S. Still so. hating the U.S. They're like, hey, we have lots of people on our team now, so I'm just gonna wild out. <laughs> now, Kim Jong Un announced this week. Uh, here's his quote: "That true peace cannot be trusted in national." Or sorry, I, I, mis- <laughs> I misquoted him there. Let me quote it again. True peace can be trusted and national dignity and national sovereignty can be guaranteed by the powerful self-defense force that can overcome the enemy. The enemy is the United States. Sorry, I'm like trying to process that whole right. like word salad. <laughs> okay, I don't really have anything to respond to that. So what are the U.S., Japan, and South Korea saying about this test? Well, uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff in Seoul, South Korea, urged Mm -hmm. the North to immediately stop the ballistic missile tests as they are a breach of U.N. Security Council resolutions and Mm -hmm. a threat that undermines peace on the Korean Peninsula and beyond. So they are not for the tests. Yeah, yeah. So when you have an unhinged leader in a nation that could develop nuclear weapons fairly quickly, it's a scary moment for all nations involved. Well, didn't they say that Russia did like a mock launch of a nuclear weapon like within the last day or so? They they might have. Um, I know they've been testing their hypersonic missiles, but they have not put a nuclear. I'm pretty sure it was a mock. It was like a mock. I don't know. I I guess we need to look that up and see. (laughs) I'm just running my mouth. I'm pretty sure I saw that article this morning. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm putting it on my list of of things to look up. And hopefully we'll have it for next week. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, that's okay. It happened today, I think, or yesterday, last night. Um, We'll see what the future holds. Moving to Africa, can you explain the situation going on in the Central African Republic? Yeah, forces in the Central African Republic, um, identified as Russian forces, appear to have executed, tortured, (gasps) and beaten civilians in that African nation since 2019. Oh my gosh. Now, we have spoken uh, quite a few times about the situation in the Western Sahel region of Africa, as France has been asked to leave while the Russian mercenary group Wagner has mm-hmm. been invited to nations like Mali, Burkina Faso, and Nigeria in order to keep peace and fight against terrorists in the region. It sounds like that you're concerned that the continent of Africa could fall prey to Putin's global strategic plan. I am very concerned, uh, as those nations are being used as pawns by, quite honestly, all power players in the geopolitical realm. Yeah. I'm talking Western nations like the U.S. and U.K., yeah. As well as uh, nations like Russia and China. And France, because they and France. France, France has a huge, huge Unfortunately, presence. right now, Africa is being used as a geopolitical hostage. So are the Russian troops in question from the Wagner Group? Uh, the UN this week announced findings that the forces linked to Russia operating in the Central African Republic mm-hmm. include a significant number of members from the Wagner Group. Uh, And it's a group that has a long history of atrocities, and it should concern all nations if that group is given money and influence in the region. 
Well, I guess we're going to need to do a deep dive episode into the Wagner Group. Yeah, we probably should. But uh, while our listeners wait for that, uh, they can go on to Bellingcat's website. as yeah. uh, They've done an incredible series of blogs on who the Wagner Group is and why they are so dangerous. I'm going to link that into the show notes for everybody. You have all kinds of things that you need to link to. A lot of links. Today. <laughs> a lot of links. Um, well, thank you for that. Uh, are you ready to reveal this week's History's Mysteries and tell me what the heck yeah. <laughs> Mystery Kitchen or Secret Kitchen or whatever the, the heck? The Secret Kitchen. I, I couldn't remember if you titled it Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been better, I guess. No, I didn't. It is know. History's Mysteries. Well, that's why we kind of need to lay off the mystery part. That's probably you know? true. we got to be more creative. But I, I did you know. purposely keep uh, things vague at uh-huh. the beginning. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of amazing stories, but as well, a lot of manufactured history surrounding this week's historical figure. Oh. Here, you will only hear the facts. Okay. So, this week's figure may be most known for their recipe of uh, beef bourguignon. I know exactly <laughs> who this is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scream. <laughs> <laughs> She's she was also a critical Nothing. member of the Office of Strategic Surfaces, mm-hmm. a precursor to the CIA. Okay, I know who this is, y'all. I hope y'all know. And if All you right. don't, you're I'm gonna about con- to know. I'm gonna continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so pumped. I totally forgot that she had like a background in government stuff <laughs> and and she did um and, and a lot of people go back and forth you know there's there's a lot of misinformation about her yeah um, you're not going to get that here but uh julia mcwilliams mm-hmm. was not a traditional secret agent no she worked at a desk and not in the field uh but like most women at the oss at the time uh she was a research assistant in the secret intelligence division typing up names and addresses of government executives she would find her biggest success working with the emergency sea rescue equipment section where she developed a shark repellent that would help <laughs> counter shark attacks on naval explosives which would inadvertently be set off uh because the sharks were trying to eat them yeah uh, the person in question, if the listeners haven't figured it out yet, is yeah. most widely known by the name Julia Child. Uh, yes. And she may be the most famous American chef in culinary history. One of them. Yep. For sure. For uh, sure. Uh, the developed shark repellent uh, remained in use with returning space equipment helping NASA recover gear without sharks damaging the tools or attacking the recovery personnel. Okay. Now, while a lot of what is said about child spy career is fabricated, you know, to create a better story. Yeah. Her contributions were actually invaluable to the Allies' mission during World War II. And she got rid of sharks. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else for this week? Well, after that, we had gotten to a lot of stuff in the news. Yeah, it Uh, was We have definitely run out of time for this week. Okay, well, as always, if you like this show, please try to tell at least one person about us. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. As we mentioned in the beginning, head over to Apple and Spotify Podcasts and give us a five-star review because those help us get noticed by thousands of podcast listeners globally. And as always, if you would like in-depth coverage of these stories and more, please subscribe to our community at oakwoodanalytics.com. Tiana, thank you so much. And until next week, stay safe out there.